Hello, and welcome to the podcast of the Central Church of God, located at 5120 Central Avenue, Portage, Indiana. Here, you can listen to Sunday service by Pastor Robert Sluter. If you have questions, prayer requests, or want more information about our church, please feel free to contact Pastor Robert at 219-963-8496. this message is unified for rebuilding. Say that with me, unified for rebuilding. And I'm looking forward to what God has for us in this. And this is out of our message series of returning, uh, refining, rebuilding, and that R3N23. And, and so we've been in the book of Nehemiah as a, as a backdrop. And, and I'm glad that, uh, that we're able to grab a, a book like this to, to walk through. I can't grab proof uh, text. I'm, I'm walking through a story that is real. How many believes that this story is real? And that the Lord wants to use his story to touch our lives and, and to build from it, to learn from it, to be encouraged from it. And so, Lord, we ask you to, to bless this message today. I ask, pray for your, or ask you to pray for me this morning. Uh, yeah, I won't deny it. I am a little bit, a little bit tired after the long flight yesterday. I got in a little bit after midnight, uh, um, but uh, grateful that I got a little bit of rest. Last week, I got to preach uh, after 24 hours. I don't know how many it was without any sleep. So this week, I got a little bit of sleep. So uh, maybe I'll keep my thoughts together. But trust in the Lord that he has a plan for us this morning. Amen. Amen. This morning, under this thought of unified for rebuilding, I, I, I wanted to pull out chapter three, and this is going right in sequence where we've been, uh, and so we're in chapter three, but the last time I got to preach a couple weeks ago, uh, we left off on verse 20 in Nehemiah, and I want to read that again with a, a kind of a different thought with it for this morning under this title of unified for rebuilding. Here's this theme for this verse for the day. God prospers unified servants. Say that with me. God prospers unified servants. And so let's look at this last verse as we go into chapter three and verse 20 of chapter two. It says, so I answered them and said to them that God of heaven himself will prosper us. Therefore, we, his servants, will arise and build. Remember the, the story uh, uh, that Nehemiah, he, he was moved on by God. He heard the report that the, the walls of Jerusalem that they used to live in and all their home, it's been taken down and it's destroyed. And, and there's been a remnant that went back, but the, the city need to be rebuilt. The, the walls, the, uh, everything there, the kingdom need to be restored to be rebuilt. And he had, he had a, a compassion that was going on. He was moved on by God. He, he fasted and, and he went to the king of Persia and the king is like, why are you so sad? And he goes, my people, homeland, the fences are down, the walls are down, everything's down. And, and so he was given his permission to go back to rebuild, but he wasn't only given the permission, he was given resources to do it. How many believe that God is a God of resource? Amen. And so we were using this story to, to, for the beginning of this year to talk about our theme of returning, refining, and rebuilding. 
And so Nehemiah came up with some, came against some opposition of some people in the, uh, not of the, of the Jews, but of some other countrymen that were a part of the Persian kingdom. And, and they're like, you're, they just laughed at them. And this is where this verse comes in. So this is how he answered to their criticism. I know there's going to be some critics out there and there's a right answer to give them. And it's not yelling at them, but here's the answer that Nehemiah gives. He says, the God of heaven himself will prosper. Listen to the word, will prosper, not just me but will prosper us. Therefore, not just myself, but therefore we. Say us and we. There's something about this. Us and we. He will prosper us. Therefore, we, his, here's the next big word, his servants. Uh, We have to be servants of God. We have to have a a heart to serve and and to follow God. He says, therefore, we, his servants, we will arise and build. And that's where we left off a couple weeks ago. So I want to take this and move into the, the next part here say next to them. Starting in, in, in verse to, uh, number two uh, of chapter two, it says, next to Elisha, the men of Jericho built, and next to them, Zachor, the son of Imri built. Here's the, what happens. We're not going to spend long. It's not going to be a long message, not because I'm just tired, but I believe God has something uh, for us in this. But there's, there's just a little bit we want to pull out of this, but it's so important that we get the, the message of this. You'll read throughout that whole uh, 32 verses there. You're going to see the, the verses next to. You'll see that phrase over and over, next to. And, and you get this picture of them, them building, not alone, not by themselves, but beside one another. Uh, there's something about being next to. And, and so next to uh, Elishab, the men of Jericho built, and next to them. Go ahead and say it. Next to them. Next to them. So here's what I want you to get out of this. Next to them. It's time to get next to somebody. All right? We, we need to get next. We can't do this by ourselves. Uh, and we need to partner up. Uh, and that's what the, in the church we've got to partner up. Uh, uh, churches have to partner up. Uh, ministries have to partner up. We are not in this alone. If you ever try to do a project by yourself, uh, it's hard. Uh, you can't get sometimes. Uh, you may want to do it by yourself. But you're like, I need an extra hand. I, I can't do it. I, I need someone else to come along side me to rebuild with. And I want to let you know we're doing this together, but Jesus Christ is in the middle of it. Amen. When we're serving the kingdom of God, we're not alone. He is with us, but he puts us together in groups. He puts us together in churches to, to do the gospel of the, uh, to do the gospel work together. Amen. There's something about togetherness. We have to do this together. And so we got to get next to them. Say it again one more time. Next to them. Find someone to get next to uh, in prayer. Find someone to get next to to in worship. I, I know there's sometimes that uh, I, I like being by myself in worship, but there's something about worshiping by someone who likes to worship. Uh, it, it, come, it becomes contagious. That, that's why I love being here, not just watching a, a service online. And if you're watching online, I'm glad you're able to tune in, but we want to encourage you to be here. There's something transformational in the house of the Lord when we worship together and, and, we're, and we're feeling, the, the, uh, we're feeling the, the energy of one another's praise and, and worship. And that's not a bad energy. I, I'm saying it, it, we can feel the excitement in the room. Uh, and just a little bit ago, we had a, a God moment and my chains were gone. I, 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 I began to feel there was a release in, in the room and, and the worship. I could hear it behind me and, uh, and beside me and around me. That's because we're here together. We need to get next to someone. Say next to them. Uh, Lord, help me get next to somebody. But then there's a transition here. But they're nobles. Verse 5. 
We're going to just focus on the first five verses of this chapter. The rest of it you can read and, and you can see that it's, it's got this theme and it shows the different things that they were building together. But I believe this is kind of the heart of this passage today. And again, I, I'm sharing this in conjunction with chapter 1, chapter 2, just flowing with what God is and, and how he's laying this out. Just following the story. Is it okay to follow the story? Well, here's what happens in this story. Next to them... The Kohites made repairs. There's a good thing. But their nobles did not put their shoulders to the work of their Lord. So next to them, there was a, this group you've been following around. You follow the rest of the passage. There'll be other groups that are named next to them and, and where they've come from and what they're doing. But in the middle of this, in the middle of this encouragement of what was taking place, there was this conjunction saying there's a change here. And, but there was some that did not. Uh, it was their nobles that did not put their shoulders to the work of the Lord. Verse 5, again, I, I want to read it in a couple of different verses for you. L look at it in the English Standard Version. It says, and next to them the, the Kohites repaired, but their nobles would not stoop to serve their Lord. That's a pretty hard one to take in. In uh, NIV, it says the next section was repaired by the men of Tekoa, but their nobles would not put their shoulders to work under their supervisors. The New Living Translation says it this way. Next were the people from Tekoa, though their leaders refused to work with the construction supervisors. You, you see what's going on there? I, I, I wanted to do a little bit more reading on this, and so I'm going to read this to you. This is just not my thoughts, my opinions. I, I come to the same conclusion, but here's what uh, one uh, theologian writes about this. He says, literally, the idea in the Hebrew is that they wouldn't submit. They would not bend their necks as to what the Lord wanted them to do. The real issue was submission. Maybe they thought they had a better plan. Maybe they didn't like how Nehemiah was doing it. Whatever the reason, you can be sure that they later regretted it because they stand in infamy as the only people mentioned in this chapter who did not join the work. They're famous for not doing it. And it wasn't a good fame. They were, they were called out. One writer even says that I think Nehemiah probably wanted to write out their names, but the Lord permitted, prohibited him from doing so. He didn't want to listen. But there's a group, the nobles that were there, whatever the reason was, maybe they just didn't like the way Nehemiah was doing it. Maybe they didn't agree with it. Maybe they just felt like they were above it. Whatever the reason was, they're, 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 they were grouped in a, in a place saying they were named above everyone. It's like they didn't join the team. They didn't join in rebuilding. So I want to let you know, as we're looking at this rebuilding, refining, and, and returning, or the returning, refining, rebuilding, this takes all of us. All of us have to be in. And so I'm going to give you this. I'm going to make it real simple, real easy. Look at this and say with me this next slide. Don't be a noble. Can't make it any plainer than that. I'm just, and, and this is straight from the word, right? This is not just me with an opinion. This is, is anybody agreeing with this this morning? This is what, did anybody see that there? There were some nobles that didn't join in on this, what, this important task of, of rebuilding. Because later on, you're going to see that in the middle of rebuilding, they were in a fight at the same time. And so they needed one another to get it done. And they were able to accomplish it in a timely fashion, an amazingly great time that they were able to rebuild this wall because they worked together and 
And I believe that God is still doing the same thing today when he brings people together in unity. And so we have to realize this. I don't want to be a noble. Sometimes we're like, you need to be a noble. No, in this case, don't be a noble. That may be the phrase we use around here. In love, make sure you don't attack somebody. In love, don't be a noble. Don't be a noble. So it goes back to everything we're saying with our whole heart. I'm, I'm seeing their whole heart wasn't in it. For whatever the reason it was, their heart wasn't in it. And so when your heart's not in it, you've got to go back and, and search. Why is my heart not in this? Because I don't want to be a noble. I don't want to, to be in that place. I don't want to submit to, to what God is doing. There's something about submission. We have to have a heart to be able to submit. All of us are submitting to someone over us. Doesn't mean they're better than us, but there's just a way that the Lord lays it out. There's, a, there's spiritual authority in your life or spiritual authority in my life that I, I submit to that I may not always uh, agree with, uh, but I know I, I, I need to respond the right way because in the way I respond is the way I'm going to be blessed. It, isn't it like two weeks ago we talked about the favor to rebuild? How many wants favor? If you want favor in your life, you have to, you have to learn to submit. You're not going to have favor if you don't submit to places you're supposed to submit. God help us with this. It's not easy. It's that, it's that crucifying of the flesh, crucifying, laying down my, my, my thinking of others before myself. I've got to have this heart of submission. This, it's not easy. That's why there's so much conflict and, and turmoil in churches because of, of this very thing. We see it right here in Nehemiah's day. But when God's in the middle and the people begin to work together, there's always going to be enough to overcome the ones who don't. There's always going to be enough to, to overcome the, the ones who won't. God is going to give favor and he's going to give blessings. Now, I want my name written down for the right reasons. Amen. I want to be on the right list. So let's do the Bible. Are you ready? This passage that we've looked at before in Psalms chapter 133. This week, I want you to read Psalms 133, just three verses. Say, and pray this, Lord, I desire the anointing, prosperity, and peace of unity as a servant in your kingdom. I commit myself to be, say with me, unified in the rebuilding. Again, listen to it one more time. Lord, I desire the anointing. How many desires the anointing in your life? I, I want the anointing of God. Anointing comes with submission. And I'll show you that here in just a moment. Anointing comes with submission. Prosperity. How many wants prosperity in, in the right way? I want God to prosper our ways. I, I want him to prosper our home. I want God to prosper our, our church to do kingdom work. I, I want to live under his prosperity, not under a curse, but under prosperity. I believe in prosperity from God. And peace. How many wants the peace of God? The peace of unity. I, I desire the, the peace that comes with unity. There's an anointing. There's a prosperity. There's a peace under unity as a servant to your kingdom. And I'm going to commit myself to be unified. How many knows that uni being unified is a decision? I have to decide if I'm going to unite with someone. I have to decide that I'm going to connect. I wish it was just like magnets that had no choice and they just, they just get together, right? And you know, like you can't help it. Sometimes you don't want them to connect. But, you know, sometimes you can flip those magnets the wrong way and they just. We're not magnets. We have to make, we have to make a decision to connect. We're like puzzle pieces. 
We have to, we have to make sure we, get, we fit and we get to find because there's a place for all of us. Uh, it, it doesn't mean, uh, and see, so here's the thing. You look at a bu- big, beautiful puzzle. Uh, you can't put this piece up here and put that piece down here if it goes over there. It's got to go in the right place, but you need all the pieces to make the picture. If anybody's ever built a puzzle and got to the end and found out there's one piece missing, it happened at Christmas. Send it back. Why? Because it's not complete. How many knows that God wants a complete picture and you're a part of the puzzle? You got to find that place where you fit and where God is. Not in another picture. So think about it. They, they take these big stamps and they just go over and they send different pictures in. They stamp it. How many knows there's a lot of puzzles with the same pieces but a different picture? You try to mix that up. You may get them to fit together, but it's not going to look right. Good luck with trying that. But anyway, you know, you, you can probably find a piece from this puzzle that can fit the same space as this one, but it's not going to look right because they're in the wrong picture. God has the right picture for all of us, and he's, got the, he's shaped us just the right way, the shaping of his word, shaping our hearts to fit in at the right place, and he has a place for us together. So let's look at Psalms 133. This is the Psalms of David. And he says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. He could leave it right there, but he decided to give a more descriptive to find out what that's really like in this unity. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for the brethren, for the people to dwell together in unity. He says there's something that's special when the people come together and they dwell together. Not, not just visit one another, living, to, uh, living life together, doing life together in unity. There, there's an anointing. Behold how pleasant and how good uh, this unity that comes in. It's like the precious oil upon the head running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down to the edges of his garment. If I was doing an illustrated sermon, I have somebody come up in a robe and I just take a thing of oil and just pour it, you know, an anointing and just let it run down so you can get the picture. I wish Bruce was here. We just let it run down his beard all the way down. And that's the picture. I mean, there was enough. You can't, it just covered everything, everything. But they had to submit to that. To get the anointing, they had to submit. You're like, we want to pour this oil all over your head. No, you're not. I'm not going to submit to that. I, I, don't, need to, I don't need to go through that. I, I just let God touch me. There's some things that we do that we don't always understand, but it's this, this idea of submission that brings a blessing. Behind me, we have our water baptism tank, and it's something that we do. We believe in, in water baptizing those who confess Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Amen? We understand that there's nothing powerful in the, in the water, but this symbolic of what's going on in their life. But they had to submit to that, that I'm going to allow myself in front of everybody to be taken under and up and again to show what God has done. There's, this, there's a blessing in submitting to that. There's a blessing for, for the, there was a blessing for the high priest to submit for the, for the anointing oil to be poured over them and, and to cover them. So they, they, it was symbolizing that God wanted to cover them every step, not just part of their, their life, but the, everything. That's why the picture is that it covered everything all the way down uh, his beard, all the way down his, his robe. Everything was covered. How many wants to be covered with the anointing of God? Not, not just a little bit, not just on my forehead, God, but I want to be covered with your anointing from the top of my head to the very bottom of my feet. Lord, I want to be covered by your anointing. But it comes through submission. 
submitting to God, submitting to the Holy Spirit, submitting to those in spiritual authority over us, leading us to the path that God wants to go. Then he gives another descriptive picture here. It's like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountain of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessings. And you think about the covering of dew on a, on a mountain. They, when he was saying this picture, they could look in the mountain, they could see in those early mornings that even from a distance, you could see that the mountain is covered with dew because that's just what happens in the morning. It seems so fresh and, and, and new, and, and you see that. You can't, like, is there, is, there, is there moisture out there? No, you see there's an anointing, there's a, there's a moisture, there's that wetness, there's that dew all over the whole mountainside. He's saying that's what dwelling together in unity brings. It it brings uh, this whole freshness over everything. Everywhere. When we come together in unity. When we come together in one mission for the returning, for the refining, for the rebuilding. When we come together in that unity to proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord and we need to share this gospel. Lord, help us, O Lord, in unity. It takes time to get a team together to work in unity. When uh, we arrived to Scotland, we were tired from our, our plane ride, and uh, we took a little journey. Uh, they, they can't, you can't just drive the bus up to the airport because uh, we was in a van because they had a bomber a few years ago, and, and so you can't just drop someone off if you're in a bus. In a car, you can, but in a, in a, in a, in a small minivan, you can't. So uh, the Lord opened the opportunity for someone who goes to the church, works at a gas station. It felt like a mile, but anyway, uh, away from the airport, and so we had to pull our luggage and walk all the way around, and we get to the van like, ah, oh, we're good. We get in, and so everybody just tries to climb in, but it's really only a passenger van. There's no places for suitcases. But we're tired. We just get on. And everybody just starts throwing in. It's like, there's not enough room. And, and so we, we made it happen. But I realized it, all our suitcases weren't there. Uh, there's five, there's eight people, five people who, who's on another flight that met up with us. To, uh, their suitcases didn't arrive yet. They got left overnight uh, in, in another place. That's another story for another time. But so I'm looking, how are we going to do this when we leave? I realized there's, something, had to, something had to change. Somebody's going to have to take some, some leadership here and say, hey, we need to stack them a certain way. And so we all climbed in. So that first day, nobody was working together. They were only out for, I need a seat. I need to get, I need to, get to, the, to the next place. We're tired. But on the return trip, we're like, hey, let's work together. And we started working together, putting the, the, the suitcases in. They had to go in the right way or we weren't going to get from the motel to the airport. And that was the priority one. We wanted to get back on the, on the plane. And in order to accomplish that, we had to work together. We had to figure it out. Some of us had to hand them up to someone else to take them and stack them up the right way. It wasn't just a, a free-for-all. We had to be organized in this. And, and there was something that take place there because we worked together during the week. And, and while I was there in Scotland, I, I'm not the, the best carpenter. I, I don't know all the tricks to the trade. I, I, I do a lot of watching and, and, and helping with an idea here and there. But I'm like, if you need something, I'll, I'll go get it. And, and we were in this building. It was a long, uh, long building. I had to go outside a lot. But I'm like, I'll run. I'll go get anything you need. And so I was on scavenger hunt all the time because we weren't able to take tools with us. So we had to use what the church had. They didn't have them. And so we had to keep getting more and, and we had to share. Wow. Everybody say the word share. <laughs> we had to, we had to share the, the resources, uh, but they needed someone to help get those to one place to the other. I became the runner. I, I got a lot of steps in that uh, last week and, uh, and cleaned some gutters away up on the ladder. It, it was a fun week, uh, but I'm saying we begin to work together as a team. Not everybody was doing the same job, but we had the same goal in mind. We wanted to help that church. We were there to serve that church and, and help them in their building process. That this church that was over a hundred years old that needed to be rebuilt. It needed to be repaired. 
It was there and it was, it was used, but it wasn't used to its full purpose. Uh, there was, uh, some were actually were coming in that shouldn't be there to use the space. And, and so the new pastor came in and was like, uh-uh, they're not meeting here anymore. This is a holy house. We're not going to let them be here. And so they cleaned the house and, and they allowed the presence of God to take over. And there was life in that place when we were there. Uh, it was still cold at times, but then the Spirit of God came in and, and, and we felt the presence of the Lord. And so I thank God, but there was unity in that place. There's unity in that small group. And I want to let you know when the people come together in unity, when people come together in unity, there's an anointing that follows and that flows. We give you praise, O oh Lord Jesus. So this morning, I'm going to ask this as you meditate just for a moment, sitting there in your seat. I imagine when they were rebuilding the the wall, when they were working on it there, they had to share some tools next to them. They probably had a, a common place where they were going to get some tools together to go build this section next to them. We had to learn when we were in Scotland, we only had one tape measure for several projects, but we had to learn to to share it, run it back and forth. But it was a common place we would get that. Something that happens when we share together from the same toolbox. The Lord's given us a, a tool, if you'll allow me to say it this way, in communion. A tool of sharing. Because it's a common bond that we have together. We've been bought by the same price. That amazing grace that we sang about earlier. We've been bought by the same price. In the story, there were several that would go and work together. They, went, they chose to go to the toolbox together to do the work together. And then there were some that chose not to. Don't be a noble. I'm going to encourage you this morning. So we just sit here, no music. So we just sit here for a moment. Think about his presence. At the right time, I want to invite you to come and grab a tool of communion and then find a place to stand around here together as a place of saying, I'm ready to help rebuild. Will you pray?